Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are going to continue with our topic of disconnecting to connect. Disconnecting to connect. We've talked about this topic a few times on the podcast. We've talked about um, resting and finding rest, Sabbath. We've talked about digital, uh, how it presses into our life, how apps and technology can become a distraction and a distraction that brings us away from being able to hear from God. Uh, But this one's a little bit different in the sense that we're trying to walk through what happened with Elijah and how he got in a position to be able to hear from God and to take some practical steps in our own life so that we can put ourselves in a position to be able to hear from God more frequently. And even thinking about our discipleship and our discipleship groups. How do we help those that we are leading? How do we help those we we are discipling to become, to put themselves in a position to not be so distracted that they're unable to hear from God or they just get into a busy rut like most of us do um, with voices in our, in our life. And by those, by voices, I mean, you know, a feed on your phone or or whatever else you're connected to and plugged into that takes up that silence that often God speaks to us in. And so last time we left off with some practical steps and we've got several of these, maybe five or six very specific things we want to do to help uh, things that we've tried to implement, things that we are learning over the last, uh, it's probably been about uh, a nine month to a year journey that we've been on as we've been reading some things and thinking through this. And we've seen the impact of this. I've seen the impact of this in my life. Um, I've taken some different steps. Uh, one awesome tip that, that I can give that I've been incorporating recently is normally I have my phone beside my bed. So when I go to sleep, I kind of put it on the charger right there. It, it's been my alarm. Uh, but what I will find is, one, before I go to bed, I'll scroll, th- scroll through it endlessly and go to bed an hour later than I want. Mm-hmm. If I wake up in the middle of the night, yeah. got to check the phone yeah. just to see what time it is. Right. That turns into another hour. What was I doing on Instagram for an hour? Yeah. And, and then in the morning when I wake up, what's the very first thing you do? You pick up the phone and you scroll through it for an hour. You go, oh, whoa, I'm, I'm going to be late for work if I don't get out of bed and go. So I've removed that by placing that on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. I went to an old school alarm clock. Maybe you've ever heard of these. Yeah, I just bought one. All it does back. is wake you up. Yeah. You can't scroll through I even through bought it. one, and they're not very expensive, where it actually projects the, the time on your screen. I mean, on your ceiling. Did you <laughs> wow, know they have these? I've never heard it's of It's a projection alarm <laughs> clock. I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. So you, you can, can buy- just look at the ceiling while you're sleeping. Yeah. That's what Who time needs- it is. Yeah, you just realized, do I want to get up now and look at the ceiling? I mean, don't even have to turn over. I got mine is a sun. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it, it emulates the sunrise. Really? So I set it for, let's say I set it for 630. Okay. At 530, it comes on really dim mm. and slowly gets brighter over the hour. Really? And then that wakes me up before the, and then at the very end, the sound goes off for those who just, you know. Well, I got caught up last night. So I have a routine. You should have a bedtime routine. This is probably not part of the topic, but we'll just continue going where we're going. We, we did not plan We did not plan on talking about this, but this may be helpful. You have to have a nightly routine. And I've realized that if you are reading your iPad in the bed, mm-hmm. searching the internet, watching Netflix, scrolling through your phone with yes. that blue light. Yes that it actually will keep you up. Now, I was so convicted about this a couple years ago, and this is true, you're not gonna believe this, Oh boy! that I did the research that there's a way to get rid of the blue light uh, effects on your screen. So you can actually read the iPad hmm. or watch the iPad without having the blue rays shine in your face. Okay. Do you know what, you know what I did? I don't. I purchased the old 
familiar favorite, the blue blocker, sunglasses. <laughs> that for a seat. No, this is true. For a season there. <laughs> candy you wearing would, sunglasses candy, in the bed? <laughs> candy would go to bed. This is true. And look over at her husband. with the. And these aren't small glasses. These are the big blockers that block the whole side and have the big side rims. I think my rims. grandma has a pair of those. Yeah, she may have, along, along with the life alert. <laughs> they help alert. you drive at night. have the life alert. That's the question. <laughs> I've fallen I so. and I can't get I up. I hope they all have the life alert. Oh, I need God. the life alert. Yeah, I probably need it too with my health issues. But, <laughs> but uh, that may be a little overboard. So here's what I found. Here, and this is going to surprise some of you. But you may want to go back to analog reading. Ooh. Yeah. So you like know, pages in a book, like a real paper. book, like a, wow. like a like a physical Ooh. book with a highlighter and a pen, maybe. How do you see it in the dark? Well, you do have to have a light. Okay, okay you do have to, or or a nightlight. You can or have a little book light. That's true. Okay, let's get back to okay, the topic because that was helpful. But I don't know how we that got is off a helpful on. tip. If you're looking for a way, moving the phone away from my bedside has increased my sleep by an hour. Yeah, so move the phone, get some blue blockers. There you go. Okay, <laughs> Jesus was a master. Uh, of this. Okay. So how do we disconnect from the things of the world in regular rhythms of life in order to connect with God? Let's take the life of Jesus. Not only was the message of Jesus inspired, but the, the model for living was inspired as well. So yeah. Jesus emulated for us the way we should live and follow him. Okay. Jesus regularly went away from the crowds from the noise, from the busyness, and got alone in silence and solitude with the Father. Okay? Think about it. Mark chapter 1, a busy day in the synagogue. He preaches a message. He heals a man who's demon-possessed. He goes back to the house. You know, they're knocking on the door. Hey, J hey, Jesus, got a whole crew out here. Do you still have any more healing power? Because we got a whole crew lined up, want to be healed. He casts out demons. He heals the sick. He has a busy late night. He goes to bed, the Bible says, Mark 135, early in the morning he wakes up, goes to a desolate place by himself and prays. Jesus knew that the busier his life got, the more intentional he had to be to get alone and pray. Before he chose the 12 disciples, remember this? He goes to the entire, through the entire night on a mountainside to pray. After he hears the news of John the Baptist's death, a very difficult thing for him as he's dealing with this in his humanity, Jesus departs to be with the Father alone in prayer. When Jesus feeds the 5,000, he sends them out on a boat. He says, boys, y'all go in the water. I'll meet you later. He goes up to the mountain to spend time with the Father in prayer. Right before he dies, Jesus takes the 11 disciples, then the three, and then by himself and says, boys, y'all stay here. I'm going to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. He falls on his face by himself and prays to the Lord. Here's the point. If Jesus Christ, as the immortal Son of God, got away and spent time in solitude and silence for prayer, hmm. how much more, Chris, do we as mere mortals need to do the same? Probably a lot more. Yeah. So if Infinitely more. Yeah, so if Jesus is, is telling us what to do, so uh, I think we should model that. So maybe the reason you and I aren't listening and hearing from God is because we have too, too much noise in our life. So let me give you... Two things that we're doing, okay? okay. Uh, a few things, two yeah. major things that I'm doing. I'll mm -hmm. give you a, a few of sub points. Number one is this I just purchased something called a Light Phone 2. Light Phone, L I G H T. Yeah, phone. now I know you're going to laugh at this, but the alternative is a flip phone. Do you remember the flip phones? I do. Okay. We had I those. Loved it. I had the Razor, Motorola oh, Razor. Yeah. That was a great phone. Yeah, but they, they're actually making a comeback. 
They're making a comeback. I think the challenge with the flip phone is you can't text very easily because no. you have to like hit one three times, one two times. Nah, and so texting is out the window. But with the light phone, the light phone too is a Kickstarter campaign we've known about for about eight months now. I was one of the first ones to sign up for this phone. It came in the mail last week, mm-hmm. and the phone does three things. Okay, it'll do more eventually, yeah. but three things: it makes calls, mm-hmm. it sends texts. Mm-hmm. And it has an alarm. And you got to have an alarm, you know, yes. so you got to have an alarm. And so you, you got to think, okay, what, what is the purpose of that? That phone, because of my addictive nature, mm-hmm. keeps me from being always tethered yeah. to text, always connected to, to voicemails, mm-hmm. always connected to emails. And so now the phone is not using me. I'm using the phone when I It becomes I want. a tool again. And I've been asked how to use this because I, I, I will be getting one. I don't have mine yet. I'm right. letting you be the guinea pig okay. to make sure it works properly. Okay. But once I find out it works properly, I want to get it. And someone's like, are you going to replace your phone with it? And the goal for me it really isn't to replace my phone. Right. It's to switch to that phone when I need to have some solitude and silence. For instance, when I get home from work That's right. at 5 o'clock each day or whatever time I get home, I will put my iPhone away for the night. And I'll have the other one. So if you need to get a hold of me, you can. But I'm not constantly drawn into Facebook, Twitter, That's what I'm Instagram, do whatever it is. I'm, I'm or using. or Sabbathing when we're taking or our, Friday, yeah, our Friday Sabbath. of relaxing and getting. Or if away. you go on a date with your wife, that's exactly right. And you right. don't want to be looking at your phone the whole time. Well, here's the thing. You you may think this is dumb. Nobody wants to. The, the website, by the way, is thelightphone.com. But here's the thing. You may think, ah, nobody wants this. Guess how much money this phone raised in the Kickstarter campaign? Twenty-seven dollars. Close. Twelve point three million dollars. I took a stab at it. You took a stab. You're way off. But way off. uh, And it's creating this idea, and it's perpetuating uh, or helping us with this idea that's perpetuating Mm -hmm. called nomophobia. Nomophobia. What is that? that? I I have heard of it from you. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Nomophobia is no mobile phone phobia. Yes. It is the anxiety people get when they are detached from their Ooh. phone. I'll prove it to those listening because it's happened to you and it's happened to me. How many times have you left your home and forgotten your phone? A lot. And no matter how far you're away from home, mm-hmm. you will turn the car around <laughs> and true. drive back. I've done it. Even if you're late yeah. for an appointment or a doctor's have the phone. or a restaurant, you got to have the phone. Yes. And then the other one is, when's the last time you went to the restroom? Without taking okay, your let's pause. I gotta find my phone. let's talk about that after the break because that is something I want to. We'll get into that and in drill just a down on right after so this. Blueprint 2.0 is a training event coming up in March 2020, right here at Long Hollow Baptist Church. You've created a discipleship pathway, launched discipleship groups, and created a discipleship culture in your church. Now what? With sessions that include overcoming obstacles to sustain a disciple-making movement, the one thing you shouldn't outsource, moving from meeting to multiplying, mobilizing disciples to engage the lost, and several more, we will take you through the next steps after you've implemented a discipleship pathway and discipleship groups in your church. You can find out more about the Discipleship Blueprint 2.0 at discipleshipblueprint.com or replicate.org. And we're back talking about some different practical, specific ways we can navigate the world of being disconnected to connect, disconnected from tech, et cetera, distraction, really, so we can connect with God. Yeah, and we were talking about bathroom breaks. We were talking about a bathroom break. That's right. Why is it, and we talked about this before, but why is it 
that many people cannot use the restroom yes. without their phone in I hand. know. I, I, I have to that? say I'm guilty. I, I need to go to the bathroom. Where's my phone at? Right. Some people will walk around the why. house endlessly and hold it. <laughs> where's the phone? Have y'all seen, honey, where's the phone? You know, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's where we have gotten to. Uh, it's pretty sad. Here's a, here's a public service <laughs> announcement. You can go to the bathroom without your cell phone. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. You don't need your phone. That's true. To go to the bathroom. Okay, here's the second thing. First thing is maybe get a light phone or a flip phone. And you can also go online. I've done a little research, and I just typed in dumb phone. (laughs) Just to see, and there's like five or six. Okay. But the only one I've found with the ability to text like normal with, you know, here all all the letters on the keyboard. Yeah. Is the light phone too? Yeah. That's why. That's why that one's exciting. Yeah, light, and I just got it in. I'm telling you, it's pretty amazing. It's awesome. the size of a credit card. I'm excited to see you use it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. Okay. This uh, the second thing we want to challenge you to do, and this is a couple things under this, is fight the feed. Fight the feed. What oh. is the feed? Fight the feed is an idea you came up with, where we are constantly being fed information. Yes. Information from the world, news apps. Yeah. Sports That's my apps. number one, by the way. Uh, we News. say Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. I honestly don't spend almost any time on those. Right. I spend almost all my time on Google News. Really? Or, or Apple News or whatever. Okay. I mean, I will read through news until I'm done with one feed, and I'm like, I need another news feed. Right. You're addicted to the feed of news. I am. It's right. crazy. Okay. For others, it's Twitter. Yes. For me, it could be Instagram. It could be anything. Okay. So here's a couple things we've done in our home. We have set aside a particular time limit for our kids. Mm-hmm. Where they only can play, you've done this as well, a certain amount of time and look at a screen. Yes. Okay. Now, I say screen because our kids started to play us. Mm. They're pretty smart. How'd they do that? Well, let me tell you how they did that. We said we have a hard and fast rule. We started this in August. At 4.30 p.m., no more iPads or video games. Uh Uh-oh. How'd that go over? Uh, It didn't go good the first couple (laughs) weeks. It was Meltdown City. But, yeah. But we finally got over it, and they realized we weren't playing. And uh, so they get home around 2.45. So they have roughly an hour and 30, an hour and 45 to play iPads, play on the video games. Okay? And so at 4.30, we would shut this off. But Mm. recently I found, came home the other day, and found that they moved. I watched them. Candy said, turn the iPads off. They did. They stopped watching the YouTube video on their iPad, mm-hmm. went and sat on the couch and watched the same video on the screen. <laughs> and I said, Candy, the kids are playing us because they just moved from one device to the other. So you have to say no screen Screens. time. Wow. No television, no internet, mm. no video games. So now, what happens if your kid says, well, what am I supposed to do during this time? Well, I'll ask you. You gave me this idea. Because I asked you this. I said, okay, what happens? Because my kids say this. Yeah. Daddy, I don't, I don't have anything to do. What do I do? That's right. We love that question in our house. Melissa particularly loves it. <laughs> she, she got this tip from her mother. <laughs> There's always something to do. You can always be cleaning. Right. Uh, I believe one punishment they've had at their house is to go out and pick up a pile of rocks, take it to the other side of the yard, and then pick it up from there and take it back to the original side of the yard. So there's always so work always to be to done. Do. Yeah. <laughs> if there's nothing to do in my house, a lot gets done. So right. our kids really don't say that anymore. Right. What am I going to do? Or I'm bored. You know what's amazing? We've been doing this. It's amazing how they always find something to do immediately. Oh, immediately. It's like, wait a second. Watch the baseboards? No, yeah. I, I've, I've got to go to my room. Uh, and then they're gone. Yeah, we're going to go shovel cow manure down in the farm. Nope, Dad. i got something to do quickly. Okay. So no screen time. Uh, so then we schedule a time. The second yes. thing is, when you do this as parents, they're going to look at you. Mm. And they're going to say, Daddy, what about you? That's right. So you, you, you have, have to, to also 
shut down the screen time. Right. Okay. So here's what we do as a family. As a family, we try to have one hour with nothing on, no, no radio, no television, no screens, no phones, mm-hmm. where we sit down for dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm big on this with the dinner. Yeah. So we can have, this is a novel idea. We have conversations face to face. How does that work? What do you it, do in those? Well, the you way? talk. You talk, actually. <laughs> kind of like what's happening right now. Yeah, it's just like we're doing now. Uh, that's another thing you can do. And I'm telling you, here's what I've learned about discipling my boys. Time today mm-hmm. when they're young mm-hmm. equates to transparency when they're teenagers and older. Mm-hmm. Don't miss this point. It's the same thing that goes with discipleship groups. It's the same thing that goes with church members. When you spend time with them mm-hmm. today, it's going to open up transparency later in life. So they're going to be more open to tell you, Dad, I'm struggling with this. Dad, this is happening. Dad, I saw this. Dad, I looked at You see what I'm saying? But if you don't spend time with them now, they're going to be transparent, just not with you. Because the reality is our kids are dying for parents. They don't need a friend. Okay, and I know I'm getting on a soapbox here, but I'm just going to keep going for a second. They don't need friends. They have friends. They need a leader. They need a parent who knows what's best for them. When they don't know what's best, they need you to tell them what's best. Now, is that always popular? No. Will they always like you? No. But they will thank you years later when you parent them. They need parents who are going to show them that life is not always Mm. good. And might I also add that if you want to avoid a great deal of regret, I mean, think about uh, what you said the other day. You said you're going to look up one day from your phone. Your kids aren't going to be there anymore. Oh, yeah. You'll still have your phone, but that's not going to be. Phone's always going to. That's like, going to be with you. Yeah. Jesus could have said so the phone will a, always yeah. be with you, you but have I a won't. Very <laughs> narrow band of time yeah. to influence to spend time with your kids. Yeah. And none of us are going to regret spending that time with our kids, yeah. even though we may think like we do regularly at the Swain household. Yeah. We eat dinner. We shut down all of our technology, and for the next hour, my daughter's saying, "What board game are we going to play? Are we yeah. going to play Clue? We're going to play Monopoly. We're going to play Uno." And we're thinking, I'm tired. I just want to sit on the couch. Right. But I can't do that. Right. I've got to invest and spend this time, and I won't regret that later. I can always sleep or sit on the couch later on. Now I need to invest in kids. Well, I have a family member um, who they did not spend time with their kids when they were young. Hmm. They were um, wealthy, extravagant. They lived a uh, you know kind of an extravagant life. And so they were always busy. They were always gone, disconnected from the kids. And so now the kids did not turn out, let's say, as they expected. And I was talking to my parents about this recently, and I said, Mom, you know what it shows me? It shows me that as parents, we're either going to raise our kids when they're young or we're going to raise them when they're old, but we're going to raise our kids one day. We're either going to raise them when they're young or we're going to still raise them when they're in their 30s and 40s, but we're going to raise our kids. So here's another thing we can do, just kind of switching gears. Remove all of the social media apps off your phone. Easy. Yeah, I know. You're, I know. Get, you're getting a little close to home there. Well, I know. For five <laughs> months, I think you did this with me. In the beginning of the year, I removed Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yes. and news feeds from my phone. Now, did I still check them from time to time on a computer? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I did it on a computer where right. I forced myself to sit down. Now, here's what I found. When I had to sit in front of the computer, mm-hmm. I didn't spend mindless hours scrolling through screens mm-hmm. as good. I would through my phone looking for something to do. Yeah. Okay, that's another one. Here's the final one. We'll finish with this. Well, I'll give you one more before that. Yeah. We're both wearing right now Yes. analog watches. It just has numbers. It's funny because these, these things still tell time. It's really? amazing. Yeah. And, and when here, I look at it, I don't tap it and read anything You else. don't do anything. Yeah. It always has the time up. You don't even have to lift your arm up. It, it has the time. <laughs> 
Here's the thing. We gave up our Apple Watches six, eight months ago. And, uh, and the reason I did was I didn't want this incessant amount of taps and hits and buzzes and beeps on my rich, my wrist, <laughs> rich on my wrist, every beckoning moment of the day that I would have to listen and respond to. I just said, I'm not going to be used by my phone or other people that I'm going to use my phone. So I got rid of the Apple watch or the Fitbit or whatever. And we've heard naysayers before say, well, all you have to do is turn off alerts, turn off emails, turn off and I'll just be honest, the people who say, I don't have any problem with this and I don't need help in it, those are the ones that scare me the most. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. And that's another podcast. I don't want to be judgmental. No, that's another podcast. I'm just saying. Okay, here's the final thing. You need to lead by example. Parents, you need to lead by example. Disciple makers, you need to lead by example. Okay, so here's what one day, uh, for years, I would come home with my cell phone uh, in hand, talking on the phone as I walked through the door. Okay, And what the Lord showed me is, as I would walk in the door, my kids were younger back then, they would run to me and say, Daddy, we hadn't seen you all day. And I'd say, oh, oh, Daddy's on the phone. Hold up. Let me finish this call. Because I was Mr. Busy. I was important. Mama. You know, I had things going on. I had a church. to, You know, I got things I'm doing. And so, and this is what I was thinking about. My mind. So I'm busy. I, I got to make phone calls. But what it was showing my kids was something I, I, I got revealed uh, in the process. When you walk in the door, the first impression your kids see is the lasting impression for the rest of the day. So when they see dad coming in, the, and if you do this enough, they realize dad doesn't care about us. Dad cares about the outside world. He doesn't care about the home. And remember, and I'm, I'm convinced of this, when we stand before the Lord, God's not going to be impressed with how big your church is, how large your ministry is, how extravagant your buildings are, or how big your budget is. He's not going to care about, I don't think, those things. I think what God's going to ask us is, how well did you make disciples of all nations? And he's going to start with, you ready for this, the first church of your home. So I got convicted. The Lord convicted me about coming in the home with the phone in hand talking. Hmm. He did it through candy. Surprise, surprise. You ever had that conviction before where your wife's You've clearly got the says, Holy Spirit and then... Under that, you've got candy. Yeah, she clearly said, don't come in the house anymore with the phone. I said, I got it. Okay, Lord, I got it. No, she didn't say it like that, but. That's and, how you heard it. And I, yeah, that's how I heard it. And I changed from going in the house with the phone. Now, I learned another insight years later that really was the final shot across the bow. Every time I go through the house, my phone was in hand. If you're like this, you can't go to the bathroom without the phone. You can't go to the bedroom without the phone. You go play with the kids with the phone. You go read bedtime stories. The phone's right, always there, never out of reach. And one day, my boys were playing action figures. It was a Saturday. We were hanging out together. What kind of action figures were these? Wrestling? Wrestling. G.I. Yeah, Joe? Yeah, the okay. rest. No, okay. we do wrestling. Just want to make sure. Yeah, we, E-Man? We, That's what uh, I played with. The Rock, okay, Jeff Jarrett, yeah, sure. the Hulk. Okay. Uh, we, they still have some Hulk figures. But they gotcha. like John Cena. You know, they understand. Like okay, so Undertaker. So they got all these wrestling figures out, and we're wrestling, and we're playing. It always ends with us wrestling, but we start with the <laughs> figures. And so in the middle of playing, they're, they're like nine and seven. Okay, a couple years ago. My phone buzzes. Hmm. And if you're like me, when the phone beeps or texts, you got to yeah. answer it immediately. Instantly, yeah. It's I mean, only take a second. Yeah, it only takes a second. And as I found myself often, I would get the phone, answer a text, but then I've got to check the football scores, and then I've got to get on Twitter, and then I've got to see if anybody liked my Instagram post. And eventually I looked, and it was 10 minutes. 10 minutes had elapsed. And then finally I looked up. When I put the phone down from looking at it, I realized that my two boys, Rig and Ryder, had moved on to something else. They were done playing action figures. And I said, hey, boys, y'all don't want to play with Dad anymore? Hmm. 
And here's what they said, Chris, I've never forgotten this. They said, no, Dad, we figured you forgot about us like you always do to check your phone. Wow. <laughs> That's a wake-up call. So we moved on to something else. And here's the reality for some of you, and I want to close with this. Some of you are going to put down your phone one day and look up, and it's going to be too late because they're gone. And so don't let technology get in the way of intimacy in relationships and, more importantly, your intimacy with God. Hmm. That's another good uh, insight. Hopefully those will be helpful, practical tips people can use to disconnect, to connect with the Lord. As always, and you've heard us say this time after time, if you wouldn't mind, as soon as you're done hearing my voice. No, really, do this right now for us. This is just, a big deal Just for go us. to wherever you listen to your podcast right and now. click the number of stars you think we deserve. Five, four, three, whatever you think. If You, do you don't it, even we'll have send, to write one. You can we send them a gift card for doing it? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> that was a but good we try. can send you a, a virtual high five. A virtual high five. There you go. Right now, just go click the number of stars, get, give us a review, share with your friends. We appreciate it, and have a great week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.